good morning. So if you're ready, you can stand for the reading of God's word. Mark chapter 6, verses 31 through 44. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. You may be seated. Before I get into the text, I would like to tell you guys a story. The story is about George Mueller. He was a man of God who lived in the 1800s. He was dedicated to prayer and ministering the word. Um, George Mueller, he was a pastor and he was a missionary. He started Christian schools and orphanages. And one day at the orphanage, the kids got up, got ready to go to school, got all dressed and came downstairs. And when they went downstairs, there was nothing to eat. So the mother of the house ran up the stairs and told George about they had no food. So George said, tell the kids, it was 300 kids, tell the kids to go downstairs and sit at the table. So the kids went downstairs, sat at an empty table with no food. George went down there and he prayed. He prayed and thanked God for providing food for them. And then moments later, there was a knock at the door. And it was the baker. The baker said he couldn't sleep last night. For some reason, he just couldn't sleep. So when he got up, he got up that morning and he made some bread. Now, he didn't know why he couldn't sleep, but it was because the Lord was tugging on his heart. So the Lord told him to go to the orphanage and bring the bread to the kids. So now the kids are happy because they're eating this fresh bread. And next thing you know, they hear another knock at the door. This time it's the milkman. The milkman cart has broken down right outside the orphanage. And it would take too long for the milk cart to be fixed and the milk would spoil. So he offers the milk to the kids for free. So George just smiles as he watches the milkman come in and bring the kids the milk. 
the end. <laughs> so, what do you think of the story? Could you imagine sitting at an empty table waiting for food? I know the children probably felt like they had seen a miracle. Now, George, in self-sacrifice, he gave up his wants to help others in Christ. In self-denial, he gave up his salary from the church. He, George didn't have any job. He had no income. He served the Lord, and the Lord provided everything he needed to help others. The reason George Mueller was able to live a life in complete dependence on the Lord is because he believed in the Lord's provision. It's stories like George Mueller's that shows us, that helps us see that God can make a way when there seems like there is no way. So the title of this message is The Lord Provides. First, we're going to see how Jesus provides by caring for us when we're tired. Second, how he provides for us by not sending us away when we are in need. And lastly, how Jesus provides by satisfying us when we are hungry. First, we're going to look at verses 31 through 34. We see how Jesus cares for us. The disciples were helping many people, so many people that they didn't even have enough time to eat. They didn't have any free time to do the things that they wanted to do. That's the price that they were paying for being disciples of Jesus. Sometimes they just didn't have time to rest. Just like us, we don't have time to rest sometimes. Sometimes we're at school, with school and jobs and sports, or helping your parents or your friends. We all know what it's like to have a long day. Disciples were healing the sick and casting out demons. The crowd had people who were sick unto death. Some of them might have diseases like cancer or AIDS. Some were blind and handicapped and would, have, and would have never been healed. People also had demons. These demons made them do things that they never thought they would be doing. They, were doing, they had a good life until this demon came into them. But the disciples were able to heal them through Christ. So the disciples, they also were preaching that day. So they were preaching to the people for the people to repent or to stop serving sin and to start serving God. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to preach to you. Right. So if you're serving sin, if you're serving anything other than the Lord, you need to think about what you're doing. You need to weigh the cost of serving sin versus serving the Lord. Right. You have two choices. You have a choice to make. Well, really, the choice is already made. If you're not serving God, you already have death. You already have death waiting for you. But you can choose eternal life today. I don't know how many people repented during this time, but I'm sure after they have seen like if you've seen your whole family be healed of a disease, you will start following Christ. Now, I can't perform any miracles here today. I'm sorry. But I can preach his word. His word will never pass away. His word is able to give life. And I pray that you believe that there is something more than special about Jesus.
and allow him to be Lord over your life. That he's more than something special. That he is God. That he died and rose again so we can be with him in eternity. Repent and believe. Now, we'll move on to verse 31. Jesus says, come away by yourself to a desolate place and rest a while. Jesus cared for them and knew that they needed rest for, from working a long day. They didn't do any old type of work. They did kingdom work, the work that Jesus told them to do. And when they were finally able to get on the boat and make their way to a quiet place by themselves to relax. Notice how Jesus didn't send them away to rest apart from himself because it is in Christ that we truly find rest. For Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. When we are looking at rest, we need to come to Jesus. When we're looking for rest, we need to come to Jesus, not to outside sources, not YouTube, not social media, not video games, not our phones, but Jesus. Trust me, I'm guilty of this also. Sometimes I'm looking for a little rest. I just want to play the video game just for a little while. And then it becomes a vacation. I done took a day off or I'm watching YouTube way too long. So I know how it feels. But I should have been resting in Jesus because he knows our needs and in him we truly find rest. So the next time you're looking for rest, you could read his word. You can listen to his word. You can pray. You can pray and ask him to refresh you. Pray and ask him for help. So we just need to, we just need, we just did all this talking about rest. But at this time, they weren't even able to get the rest that they needed. The crowd ran ahead of them, beat them to the shore. How would you feel if you were one of the disciples? How would you feel? If you're hungry and you're tired and you just want a break, has someone ever kept asking you to do things when you're just trying to relax? Like your parents or your brothers or sisters, friends, and you feel like, man, if you just don't leave me alone, I just need time to take a break. But Jesus doesn't feel that way about us. In verse 34, it says, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Jesus had mercy on them. He can see their suffering and he cared for them because they are, they are lost like sheep without a shepherd. This scripture comes from the book of Exodus. When God tells Moses that his time is almost up on earth and Moses tells God he doesn't want the people to be left without a leader. So Moses, so God promotes Joshua to be the leader of the, over the people so they're not left without a shepherd. See, God doesn't want us to be like the lost sheep. That's why he sent his son Jesus who has compassion towards us. We can accept Jesus as our shepherd, our Lord, and allow his Holy Spirit to guide us. If you don't have a shepherd, please ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. If you're 
If you have faith in him already, stay with Christ. Don't get lost or run away. Even if you do, the good shepherd will find you and take care of you. The end of verse 34 tells us that he taught them many things. They were being taught by the world and bad teachers. They were blessed to receive this spiritual food from Jesus. Just as he taught them, he still teaches us through his word. As we look at Psalms 23, we see what kind of shepherd he is. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, you can, you can know that in the Lord, you can know that the Lord will take care of you no matter what's going on in your life. Verse 2 says, he, will, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The best thing about having the Lord as your shepherd is when you get to see him, when you get to come into his home. If you don't believe in Christ, your future is dark and hot and you face eternal punishment. But if you do, be ready to see the pearly gates. Be ready to see the streets of gold. Be able to be ready to hear the, the beautiful creatures singing, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The Lord is holy and awesome. Now we have just went through verses 31 through 34. Seeing how Jesus, I'm sorry, this clip, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we just seen verses 31 through 34. Now we're going to look at how Jesus provides by caring for us. No, we're going to, we have the Lord as our provider. He loves us and wants us to rest in him. Next, we will go over how Jesus provides by not sending us away. Look at verse 35. The disciples say, this is a dust of the place and the hour is now late. The disciples have been working all day. It's late and they are ready to sit down and they want to relax. They could see that the people were hungry and the people needed rest also. In verse 36, they asked him to send the people away so that the people could go to the town and buy themselves some dinner. Jesus hears the disciples' request to send away the crowd. And Jesus doesn't say, give me more time with the people, or he didn't tell them no. Jesus loves the people and he knows what's best for them. He knows what they need. A good shepherd doesn't allow the sheep to, he doesn't leave his sheep because he needs rest. Jesus is showing his love for the people and teaching the disciples to love the people. In verse 37, Jesus tells them to give the people something to eat, letting them know that he doesn't send people away and they should 
sin and they shouldn't send people away who are in need even though we may feel like they are bothering us or troubling us we need to be willing to give up what we want for others we should do all that we can to help people the disciples didn't even feel like loving others just like we don't feel like loving others sometimes it's not always easy to serve Jesus wanted them to love the people with the same love that he had shown them. The disciples didn't know how on earth they were going to feed all these people. We don't always have to come up with the answers. Part of me wonders if there was an actual way that they could feed the people. If they would have asked Jesus for help, maybe they would have been able to do it. But they were lacking in faith. We're not always able to help those in need. Sometimes the only thing we can do is depend on the Lord for help. In the scriptures it says, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and be filled, without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? So if we can help someone in need, we should. Let's look back in the text at the end of verse 37. The disciples say, Jesus shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? Even if they had the resources to go in and buy the bread, they still wouldn't have enough to feed all those people. And they definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have had leftovers. The disciples just couldn't see how they were going to feed all these people. Jesus doesn't ask them to go and see how many denarii the people have because money doesn't matter to God. What is money to God? He doesn't need it. Then Jesus tells them to go and see how many loaves they have and they only find five loaves and two fish. That was even more discouraging. That's not even enough to feed 50 people, let alone 5,000 men plus women and children. But God is able even when we think something is impossible to do. Everybody was hungry and tired and their feet were probably hurting from running to catch the boat, standing to watch Jesus preach. And Jesus knows that they're in need. I know their bellies were empty, but I know their spirits were full of his words. Jesus knows they're hungry and tired and tells them to get off their feet for a while and sit on the grass. Have you ever been on your feet all day or, or had a really long day? How good it feels when you finally get a break, when you finally get a chance to relax and sit down. They are learning not to give up. The disciples are learning not to give up when times are hard. When they don't know how or what to do, hopefully their faith in Christ is growing from watching him, knowing that he is sufficient, that he knows everything about us, and he always knows what to do. The disciples are getting on-the-job training, learning from the best leader, the Son of God. And eventually, they learn what it truly means to love others when they see Christ dying on the cross to save the world.
But before we discuss that in the next section, I want you to know Jesus doesn't get tired of us. No matter what we do, he doesn't get tired. No matter how many mistakes we make, he doesn't get tired. He said he will never leave us or forsake us. If you don't know Christ, you need to trust and believe in him. That he died and rose for you. Knowing that in the Lord you will find rest. And he will never get tired of you. If you're a believer, a disciple of Christ, how are you loving others who are in need? Are you living your life like Christ is always with you? Are you going the extra mile to further the gospel by helping others? So first we saw how Jesus is providing Jesus provides by caring for us. We just seen in verses 35 through 34 how Jesus provides by not sending us away when we are in need. Lastly, we will look at verses 41 through 44 and we'll see how Jesus provides by satisfying our hunger. Verse 41 says, In taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looks up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves. Jesus prayed and asked God, the, and asked God and the five loaves and the two fishes multiplied. Jesus performed a miracle so that the people would know that he is the Son of God and that God may be glorified and to provide for the people's needs. He is our provider. He might not perform a miracle for to feed us, but we all have food when it's dinner time. We wouldn't eat if it wasn't for the Lord. That's why we pray and thank God for the food that we have before we eat. Because there are many people who pray for something to eat every day. They never know where their next meal is coming from. So we're blessed that we don't have to worry about that. The second part of verse 41 says, and gave them to the disciples to sit before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. Back in verse 37, Jesus tells the disciples, give them something to eat. Disciples were not able to give the crowd something to eat. They didn't know how to feed everyone. They weren't the ones that had to provide the food. They just distributed what the Lord had blessed. They were able to give them something to eat now after the Lord had blessed the food. The disciples fed the people. Some of these people probably fed the disciples and took care of them when they were ministering. When Jesus sent them out with no bread, no money in their belts. See, the disciples knew how it was to depend on God and to watch God provide for them when they had nothing. So now, even though the disciples were tired and ready to rest, I know they felt blessed to return the favor to the people, to be giving the people something they needed. The Lord doesn't just bless us for our own sake, but he blesses us so that we may be a blessing to others. How can you bless others with, with, with what you have? 
How can you provide for someone who is in need? The Lord provides for us just like he provided for the people when they were in Israel, when they were in the wilderness. He provided fresh manna for them every day. And he took care of them. But the Lord also provided for Abraham when God told him to sacrifice his son. Just before he was about to kill his son for a burnt offering, God provided a ram in the bush to say to take Isaac's place. And Abraham named that place Jehovah Jireh, where the Lord provided for him. So we call him Jehovah Jireh because the Lord will provide. He continues to provide for us every day. Just like he provided a way for us to be forgiven with the death of his son on the cross. The people see all the food and they were amazed by what just happened. They have never seen that much food in their life. And looking at Jesus, like, who is this guy? I know some of them began to believe that he was the Messiah and were very thankful for having the teaching and the food. The Bible doesn't tell us how much food they had, but over 5,000 men and children and women were able to eat. God freely provides for the poor way more than they need. God made sure all these people had food to eat, but not just a little, not just enough to get them by, but more than enough to satisfy them. When Jesus provides, he makes sure that we are filled. They all ate and were full. They had 12 baskets left over, one for each disciple. Some didn't want to leave Jesus, and they wanted to be his disciples. I'm sure others went back home and told their friends and their families of what Jesus did, how he cared for them, how he spent time with them, and how he provided for them. Jesus performed miracles to provide for the people. He provides for us. He might not do something spectacular, but he still provides. We all have more than enough food in our refrigerators. We all have a bunch of clothes. I'm sure if I looked in your closet, I would find that you have way more than you need. Right? We're blessed. And all our blessings come from God. The shepherd who cares for us, who does not send us away when we are in need, and who provides for all our needs, provided the greatest gift of all. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus gave his life for us so that we may be forgiven for our sins, for all the wrong we have done against God. We are forgiven through Christ. He provides us forgiveness and with the blood of his son.
because God provided his son as a replacement sacrifice for us. We escape the eternal punishment and we are granted eternal life. Sin no longer has a hold on us. We are now slaves to God's righteousness. We no longer have to be scared of death because we have a glorious future. Is your life in the hands of the caring provider who wants to spend time with you? Or are you lost without, the, without God's comfort, without God who is always there, without the God who provides everything? If you are lost without the right provider and you want the Lord to provide for you, pray right now and ask God to forgive you. Ask Christ to be the king of your life. Now in this passage, we have seen how Jesus provides by caring for us, how he provides by not sending us away, and lastly, how Jesus satisfies our hunger. When you are in need of rest, where do you go? What do you do? What about when you are in need of compassion and care? Where will you go? Will you run to other people? Entertainment? Social media? Or instead, will you rest in Christ? You can pray. You can start a personal Bible study. You can start a reading plan so that you're in God's word every day. You can start a Bible study with a group of friends. All those things can help you grow in Christ. See, Jesus is the great provider who loves to spend time with us. And we should want to spend time with him too. He wants us to help others. So how can you help someone in need? How you can start small by helping those around you, like your parents, your neighbors, or your friends. You can start by washing the dishes. Who in here, raise your hand if you like washing dishes. You got one person, all right. I, I don't like washing dishes either. Um, you can start taking out the trash, mowing the grass. But you also could donate some of your clothes or even food to shelters. You can start volunteering at school are here at the church. Jesus is the great shepherd who cares and provides for us. We can't multiply bread and fish, but what we can do is tell others about God and how he is the great provider. And you can tell your classmates and friends and we're going to start doing door-to-door -door outreach in Goodfield at the end of this month. So I know some of you are going to San Francisco to do outreach. If you would like a taste of outreach before you go, you could come do door-to-door -door in Goodfield. So those who follow Jesus, don't forget that he cares for you. You can always come to him. He is the one who provides for you and tells 
others about how great Jesus is. If you don't know what to do next, you can pray and ask him for help. He is God. He guides. He directs. He loves us. If you don't have a provider, Jesus is always available. He never takes a break. He never sleeps. You can trust and believe in him and accept him as your savior so that you may be able to give thanks to the Lord with your whole heart and to glorify his name forever. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to proclaim your word. You are the great provider and overseer of our souls. Please help us as we strive to glorify your name and live a life in obedience to you. We thank you for always loving us and keeping us and never letting us go. We pray for the lost that are here today. May you come into their lives. May they accept you. May they be changed. Call someone out of darkness and into your marvelous light. As we leave, please allow us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We give you thanks. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.